2: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey.
1: And I'm Robert Diamond.
2: And this is Talk Art.
1: Welcome to Talk Art. How
2: are you, Robert, today? We're in
1: New York. We
2: are. We're in Manhattan, the island of Manhattan. We're in the
1: West Village. We're in the
2: West Village. We're in a kitchen in the West Village. In we're a at our townhouse. friend's
1: Laurie's house. I'd like to say thank you to Laurie. We love
2: you, Laurie, so much. Hi, you've got Laurie. exceptional taste and your house is out of this world. And you've been very generous letting us stay here for the four days we've been in Manhattan.
1: And today we have a very special guest the the most
2: special guest
1: the mostest
2: the mostest the the bigliest special guest (laughs) we've ever had
1: um i've been working with this artist for a number of years and she's since become a very close friend of mine we talk almost every day of the week on whatsapp and i love her son and i love her very much and um i first met this artist about 15 years ago or something Mm -hmm. because we went or i went anyway to a a show uh, at a gallery called Bellwether in New York, and it was for an artist called Ellen Altfest. And oh yeah, she white did cube this, artist. Yeah, and she, or maybe it was Anne Hardy actually. I think no, it was Anne Hardy. But Ellen was at this dinner.
2: Maureen Paley artist.
1: Yes, and I met. Ellen, and then we went round Armoury Art Fair. Mm. I think, were you with me that day? I might have been. I think you were, yeah. And then we met Catherine that day and went around the fair with her, with Ellen, and we had such a laugh. And then I discovered her paintings, and you were showing at the time with a different gallery. I think it might have been Team Gallery. And, um... And I loved these paintings, they were of supermodels and they were people like Naomi Campbell and Kate Moss Moss. and Lily Cole and then also models that you don't necessarily recognise immediately but um, they were these like drippy kind of amazing, huge, very pop poppy, colourful paintings Mm. and at the time they felt quite strange and quite new and quite like no one was making work that looked like that
2: Well figurative work at the time as well, at that time it was all very kind of sparse and abstract again and minimal. And
1: there was something quite hardcore about them and quite progressive and
2: punky, punky, yeah definitely. Spunky And And
1: then I was later with Canada Gallery, who are friends of ours, and they introduced us to her new work, which were these grid paintings and um, all different objects, like everyday objects. And And a
2: collage effect, but with paint.
1: Yeah. And we just fell in love with those. And then we ended up showing her. Yes. And it brought us to today to talk art. And we would like to welcome our very special guest,
0: Catherine Catherine Bernhardt. Bernhardt. Thank you. Hi. How are you today,
2: Catherine? Good. So you're sat here in a Pink Panther t-shirt, right? Uh,
0: I think it's
2: Daisy. Oh, it's Daisy. I just saw the pink bow at the top and I assumed it was Pink Panther. It's Daisy. Cartoon characters have a humongous factor into your artwork, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Have you always been inspired by cartoons?
0: Um, Yeah, or like just weird figures like E.T. That was like the first one I painted, E.T.
2: So that was the first kind of... Cartoon like a character that wasn't yeah. human that you yeah. connected with
0: yeah et because i was like obsessed with the movie and stuff was you and wasn't that when you were studying in st louis uh that was at art institute of chicago I oh of e. chicago okay yeah,
1: yeah.
2: what were you painting before that
0: before et nothing i mean like things yeah. shoes like i always painted shoes since back then like pinatas like i'd set up still lifes and paint stuff like that
2: and you, and you and your style back then was very similar to now can you see the lineage as being the same or was you trying to paint more like realistic rather than the style you developed now back then
0: mm-hmm. well it's kind of similar because it was objects but now it's like objects in a pattern got it but it's also different because now i use spray paint and kind of like outline at first back then it was just like pure just like paint with a paintbrush.
2: Wow. So how did so how did you get into the art world? How did you discover that you wanted that's what you wanted to do?
0: Mm, well, I always made art like in my bedroom at home and stuff. Like I was always into art in high school. Like that's all I did. Art and like French and Spanish. That's like what I was into. Really? And then What the French Spanish language? Yeah. So can you speak
2: French and Spanish now? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the art took over more than the languages, yeah. got it.
0: So there was like portfolio day in St. Louis. Like all these colleges were at U like doing Portfolio Day, so I went and I got into the Art Institute of Chicago with my portfolio, so I went there.
2: Is that that something then, or can people still get into art college with portfolios now, do you think? is it a different time? I don't
0: know if they do that.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like cold calling with your art, Yeah. (laughs) So, what was you painting when you were in your bedroom and stuff?
0: Uh, Like watercolors, like pictures of Portugal, because I I was an AFS, like exchange student in Portugal, so I took tons of pictures. And then I was like AFS, what's that? American Field Service. So I was like an exchange student. Oh, cool. So I was in Portugal and I took all these pictures. I've always taken lots of pictures, but um, I blew them up like huge black and white Xerox, and then I would like paint them and like color them and stuff. And then I would also do just like watercolors of, like, scenes in Portugal and stuff like that.
1: Really? And, and recently, didn't you go back to Portugal?
0: And yeah. actually, envisioned? Yeah, we went back last summer, and I went back to visit, and I went back to that town to see... Well, I knew my host sister wasn't there anymore, and the parents both died, so I knew they weren't there, but your we went anyway. the host sister, host Yeah, the host sister. The oh,
2: host, host which is
0: ho, H-O-E. So we went back to the town, and the, the house was still there and everything, but it was kind of just, like, shut down. Like, no one was there, so we just kind of walked around a little bit. Was there still... Could you still see what you took the pictures of? Yeah, there... like the church. I mean, yeah, the church is still there, and everything is still there.
1: And also, you've got a real fascination with ceramics and tiles, and you've actually made some ceramic works. We were making a toucan with you at the time, and the colour of the background of the toucan bird, the ceramic, was actually this blue, which was quite like a Portuguese tile. And at the time, I didn't really understand, and then you suddenly sent me all these pictures from Portugal of, like, <laughs> incredible tiles on the walls. And so you've had that kind of... Influence very early on in your kind of formative years.
0: Yeah, azulejos. Oh. What does
2: that mean? Tiles. Oh, cool. In, in <laughs> Portuguese. In Portuguese, great. Spanish Portuguese, and French. Great.
1: <laughs> and, where, and where did you go recently to make ceramics? Because you went. Where was it? Guadalajara or somewhere?
0: Oh yeah, I was in Guadalajara at Ceramica Suro, which is this like amazing huge factory. And they invite artists to come there, like a couple at a time. You can go down there and work and like make anything you want. And they have people helping you to build stuff if you need help, like building it. And like you can do anything you want, basically. What did that's you do? Amazing. Um, I made like some big like tile murals. Wow. And then I made like a whole dish and like kitchenware set that's um, sold at forty-five over ten. Yeah, here in New York. In New York yeah, come and in New Dallas, York. there's what, like a what, whole what set. What look like? They are like very floral and have lots of toucans and birds and floral on them and stuff. Oh, wow. And, and it's like a dinnerware, or is yeah. it
2: like a centerpiece and stuff? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Dinnerware. Yeah. Dishes, Do you use plates. that yourself at home?
0: I don't have them yet. But you will? Yeah.
1: We need oh. to get KB her own her own plates,
2: please. If you're, you're kind of angry <laughs> yeah. about that. You're like, where the fuck is, where the, where yeah. the fuck is my dinnerware? Uh, I dinner need to work? get
0: my set. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I made that, and then we did all these like huge vases. And I'm supposed to go back there and like do this whole vase project, which I really want to do. Like because the, they have like a history of vases there. At the right. at Ceramica Suro, like his father invented Ceramica Suro and they've been making like vases since like the six fifties or sixties. So there's a whole collection of like all the vases these they've are ever like, met. These are
2: like six foot vases and stuff. Yeah, like
0: huge vases. So I'm supposed to go there and they're going to recreate all the vases and then I'm going to decorate and like create and like paint all the vases and stuff and then have a show there. So So I really want to do that. This basically,
1: this is a great example, but this is why I love Catherine Bernhardt so much. Because I think people, when they think about your work initially, might just think you make paintings on canvas. But to me, you are so much more than that because you're, you're interested in so many different types of work. Like you love fabric, you love making you know t-shirts and well the grid um,
2: systems feel like african fabric don't they they feel like they have a like that kind of vibe you've taken from that and then you've transferred that in your own style your own voice with into the painting that's the
0: inspiration like west african fabric
2: when did you first see that and realize that that was something
0: for you, I don't know, a long time ago, but, but that's how I got the idea from the for those paintings. And, and wasn't
1: yeah. it also because you were your studios in Flatbush in Brooklyn, and a lot of the shops around there have all these fabrics on, on yeah. kind of big rolls?
2: And oh, you was there a like, West African community around near your studio then?
1: It's more like West Indian, but there's right. lots of fabric stores. Wow. There's loads of fabric stores, and you can see all these big rolls of fabric. And when you did your show in Brussels for Xavier Huffkins, um you actually made a whole uh, fabric piece um, in the window of the exhibition, which had Barack Obama's face actually on printed on the fabric. It was really yeah. brilliant. Yeah.
0: Love it was that. a huge like tapestry. It was probably like 50 feet long, and yeah. it was like all collage and stuff. Yeah, and Obama was in it. Are you an Obama fan?
2: Yeah. Um, so after you left uh, art college, after you got into there, with your portfolio, what happened then?
0: Mm, I was in Chicago for like four years. I was like doing the advanced painting program there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I lived in Wicker Park. It was like cheap then. What's was, Wicker Park like? It what? was BG. Oh, okay. Nice. Before gentrification. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> so you are from St. Louis. St. Louis, St. Yeah. Louis originally. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: And do you, do you like Chicago? Do you have good feelings? No, I hate about? it actually. Oh, now? Or did you hate it then? I hate it the whole time. Why? Because it's, it's windy. It's,
0: like, dark. It's too cold. It's like, sucks. I just don't
2: like it. Do you like the Chicago Imagists? Were they ever an inspiration? No, not really. I <laughs> <laughs> hate Chicago. I hey, hate Chicago Imagists. Anybody from there, great. Fuck Chicago. So, so were when, so when you left Chicago and... Oh, the
0: only thing I knew when I was in Chicago was, like, Impressionism, like, Claude Monet and then, like, Giorgio O'Keeffe.
2: Did you see the work at the spaces there, the public institution? Yeah, at the art institute
0: there. And there's a really amazing Georgia O'Keeffe painting of clouds, clouds above the sky, I think oh, it's yeah. called. Oh, wow. That is like a really good painting. Wow. But I didn't know anything, and my friend Tara showed me a book on Mary Heilman like I'd never yeah. heard of her before.
2: And, you, and I was have, like, wow. Have you met her? Yeah. Is I mean, since, yeah. Yeah. She's cool, right? You, you met her, haven't you? Yeah, she's amazing. done a print with her, haven't you? Yeah,
0: we made a print with her, yeah. I love yeah. her. Yeah. She has a studio out in the Hamptons. We went there, in Bridgehampton. Oh, yeah, you did last year, wasn't it? She has a studio in, like, a big barn.
2: Is it messy? I'd I'd think she would be quite ordered.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's not that messy. There's lots of the furniture that she makes in it and stuff, too, and the paintings. It's cool.
2: Yeah. She's in her 60s now, isn't she? I
0: don't know. Maybe older.
1: And what was it about Mary Harmon's work you liked?
0: Oh, well, just, I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. And it was, I mean, just, like, the colours and the texture, even.
2: Yeah, she's a colorist, isn't she? Yeah. Would you say you was a colorist?
0: Me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? But so, also,
1: actually, there's a parallel with you and Mary Harmon, because she makes really amazing furniture,
0: um, like these kind of chairs yeah. that go
1: outside. And then you, you love making furniture, too, now.
0: Yeah. The last show in Canada was, like, furniture based on, like, tropical shapes. Oh, the neon pink ones, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, neon yes. pink furniture based on, like, tropical... Plant shapes and flower shapes. And oh, I stuff. love
2: those. Could you? You can't actually sit on them, though. You can't use them as furniture. They were quite. Uh, well, there's one are. that
0: we made and cast actually in resin. That's stronger and. Really. You can sit on it.
2: I love those. I remember seeing them. They were fantastic.
0: And you love furniture, don't you? Like yeah. kind of modernist furniture and design. Italian. Yeah. Design. Like yeah. design. Um, Tori Sostis. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you like the Memphis group? Yeah, I love them. Okay, we like the Memphis yeah. group. We've done like <laughs> Chicago images. When did you get out of Chicago? Uh,
0: Two thousand. Right. And I came here for SVA. What's SVA? School of Visual Arts. Where's that? It's on like West Twenty First Street.
2: And was that was that like you had to go and interview to get into there, or was that a?
0: Yeah, you have to apply and everything. Right. Cool. Rob's. Yeah, me so it. I <laughs> applied for graduate school. So I applied like all over. I applied to like California like Yale, Columbia, SVA, and Fullerton. So you could have ended up
2: anywhere else, but that was the one that...
0: Yeah, so I got up. into Fullerton first, and I was like, okay, I'm going to live in an orange grove in California. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I got into SVA, and I was like, fuck that, going to New York.
1: And when you got to New York, do you think the city had a big influence on you in the way you were making your work? Because I, when I look at your paintings, I often think of New York. Like There's a kind of like bustling energy to your work somehow, mm-hmm. which is... Very reflective of the energy of New York somehow.
0: Yeah, I think so. Plus, I never talked before I came here. What do you mean? So I finally talked.
2: About art or just in general? Just in
0: general, like I never talked. You're painfully shy.
2: Really? Yeah. Is that why you spent a lot of time making art in your bedroom?
0: I
1: guess. That's so interesting. I never knew that. So you were like super shy growing up. Yeah. Interesting. So do you think you loved all of the kind of bright colours and all of that
2: stuff because it was a way of
0: communicating
2: Expressing them? yourself. Yes. Oh, cool. Wow. Did you watch cartoons? Like, are you a cartoon fan or is it just the... the
0: yeah, not really.
2: Because we, we met Joyce Pensato and she talks about how she never watches cartoons, but they're a humongous influence in her work. And all she paints is cartoon characters again right. and again, explo- like mining that. But she doesn't actually watch the cartoons themselves.
0: Yeah, I don't really watch that. Khalifa was watching the Pink Khalifa's Panther. Khalifa's your son, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I got the idea because he was watching the Pink Panther and I was like, oh, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> that is a good Does he still watch or is he growing up? He still does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so you got the influence from what your son was watching. Yeah,
0: and kind of like retro cartoons like Garfield. Yeah. Snoopy. Yeah, I don't really watch any of that stuff. But you don't? Yeah, I paint it.
2: Yeah, it's so cool.
0: <laughs> and to me, somehow,
1: I think the, the way that you use shapes in your work. So when you've painted like The Simpsons or you've painted Pink Panther, it's not so much about them. It's more about the shape
0: and the form. It's more just about shapes and colors and fitting it in and like pop culture and just what everyone else watches.
1: Right. So you're kind of reflecting back the society that's around you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's quite Andy Warhol-esque. What you're doing, and
1: you love Andy Warhol, don't you?
2: Yeah, that's good. We like Andy Warhol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who Who else is a big influence like him? Who Who would you look to at their work and think, "Oh, that's a, that guy was fucking cool."
0: Who's a huge influence? Yeah, like what painters do I yeah. love? Alex Katz, Chris Opheli, uh, Laura Owens. Yeah, wow.
2: So uh, they're all bright, they're all colours. They're all very um, bold and very uh, strong, yeah. aren't they? Aren't the, the, the creations the colours and stuff from them yeah
0: colour and paint colour and paint and you love Stanley Whitney don't you Stanley Whitney who else oh Josh Smith Josh the new Smith the show like. that's up over there at Zwerner is amazing with the Grim Reapers yeah and the devils the devils <laughs> the devil paintings are amazing Wow. And
1: actually, that's really interesting because you sent me pictures the other day from that show. And it reminded me there's something about you as a human being. You are so, you are so like, you have this kind of voracious appetite for looking at culture and art. And I remember the first time we did a show with you in London, you flew over and you said to me, like, How many hours do we have to install? Because I've got to go and see all these shows. And we did the installation. <laughs> and you, you went and saw something like 25 or 27 exhibitions and museums <laughs> within about three days. She went everywhere. And you take photos everywhere you go and you have this. Complete, like love and passion for culture. So and you're, for... you're an
2: art, you're an art fan, basically. Yeah. You absolutely love it. You make it, but you live it and love yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> and how important is it taking photographs for you? Because you, you, seem to document. Well, I got to
0: take pictures because I have a bad memory, so it's kind of like notes. Yeah. To remember. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know when you sit down to or stand up to a painting? Because you work, they work on the wall, don't they, or do you ever do them on the floor?
0: Well, I spray them first upright, and then I work with them on the floor.
2: Wow. I do paint you, them on the floor. Do you know when you start it? what character and what um motifs are gonna appear.
0: Yeah. You do. Yeah, so I like plan it out first. Do you have sketch preparatory sketches for all of your drawings? No. All your paintings. No. No. But I'll think about like what I'm gonna do first or do some research.
2: Right. And then 'cause it and it feels like when you find a motif, to so say like it's a watermelon or bananas or toilet roll or a mm-hmm. shark fin or Dorito, mm-hmm. it feels like once you've found that motif you will mine and mine and mine that and that, that will appear throughout your work. Right. And, and is there any like i don't want to call them they're not logos but i see them as kind of logos because you you have nike and stuff do you ever get to a point where you're like okay i've exhausted that i don't want to work with that one anymore i don't want to do that or do you feel like they they pop up throughout
0: yeah they kind of come and go but mostly they go and then new ones come
2: what's your new one
0: new ones would be like scotch tape Mm -hmm. cigarettes have always been there i always like that still
2: did you ever smoke yourself yeah right do you miss it
0: no, I still do. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Scotch Tape is new. Well, the Garfields and Pink Panther are fairly new still. Oh, are they? Okay. The old things would be like plants, fruits, banana, watermelon, stuff like that. And you
2: won't you, – do you feel like you've done that now? Or do you feel like they I might – I feel
0: like it's kind of – I already
1: did that. And you had a whole period of painting like hammerhead sharks and sharks. Yeah, and there's like them. sharks and, and turtles. sea turtles. Sea turtles. Yeah,
0: and, and stuff like that, like tropical things. And
1: actually, I think in the last few years, the work's really evolved. And that's the great thing about you is that it never stays still. Because if you look from like when you were making your model series of paintings yeah. and then to, you know, the initial grid paintings, if you actually go back and look at like 2000 and I don't know, 10, and then you look at 2017, the work's completely different. I yeah. mean, it really has evolved. Yeah. And you've become much more, uh, the, the idea of tie-dye, um, the way you make those tie-dye T-shirts yeah. and fabrics, that's actually related into the paintings, isn't it? Yeah. Like that kind of texture mm-hmm. and um, colour and everything.
0: Plus now with the Pink Panther and the Garfield stuff, it's like figurative again. It's yes. just not pattern paintings. It's like figurative So mixed like back with to the pattern. models,
2: back to making the model paintings, but just with the cartoon characters, figurative. Yeah.
0: So it's like figurative working, out. Yeah.
2: And it also feels looser now. It feels like you celebrate the drips, and you quite like the the watercolor element of it all washing into each yes. other. Before, I felt like the paintings were tighter, and now you quite like. How, yeah. how do you now get? Now I the... just
0: want to like mess it up more. Like I can't stand it. I just want it to like be puddles do and you? like do its own thing.
2: And is that does, how does that get created on the floor, or is that up? Upright? Yeah, on the floor.
1: And also, you your scale has got much bigger. So last year, you made that giant painting for Art Basel. How big was that painting? It was
0: huge. It was like twelve by probably like seventy-five maybe feet. Yeah, whoa! It was huge. Is that in your studio? You make that? Yeah, I made that in my studio. Took up the entire studio from the front garage door to the bathroom in the back. And wasn't it made in like three three parts? I think it's five parts. Oh, five parts four or five parts and then yeah. you attach them all together don't you when you install yeah. it Yeah.
2: but it was unstretched was it?
0: no it was stretched
2: but not when it left here though or it was stretched when it left oh yeah here.
0: so we unrolled everything and unstretched everything and sent it over there and then re-stretched it there
1: and there's a big relationship so part of your work that when i first started working with you you were doing quite a lot was these murals like wall paintings and you did an incredible one for venus um over manhattan in Mm -hmm. their los angeles space in downtown la and it was like all over the kind of building outside Mm -hmm. um and i I now see this very big relationship to that particular project and how that then influenced you to go back to the studio and make larger paintings Mm -hmm. so how important was that for you that show Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that was just like a huge outdoor mural. Yeah, that's probably the biggest one I ever made. It was probably like 30 feet by like 150. And so that was really fun to make. And yeah, I mean, it's just more fun to make large paintings. There's more space, like your whole body's involved in it. You have to like walk on the painting to make it. It's like fun.
2: Where was this one, Basel? Miami, did you say? No, No.
0: it was um, Los Angeles. What was the one
2: in Miami you did? You did a big one there, didn't you?
0: Well, Basel was in Switzerland, the huge painting.
2: But what was oh the where, where is the where's the Rubell collection in that? Is, oh yeah, that's in one, Miami. Oh, did no, you make one no. in Winwood?
0: You did a no. You with, did a you did a swimming pool. No, oh, there was yeah, one I with I a col- telephone pool.
2: box or something, and you painted the telephone. Oh, box Oh, that's pink. in LA. That's in LA. That's in the the phone, phone box yeah.
0: Outside of Venus. Yeah. Oh, that was the one. That okay, was the one. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And the one in
1: LA also had like a shark tank where they had their roller shutters that come down over the window. And it had sharks. So at nighttime, they they'd roll down the window and you'd suddenly see the sharks. It was really cool.
2: And you did a swimming pool.
0: Oh, yeah, I did the swimming pool at the Nautilus Hotel? Yeah, the
2: Nautilus
1: Hotel. Yeah, And you painted sharks inside the actual pool underneath the water. Sharks and,
0: like, fruit and stuff.
1: Yeah, that was so cool. That's cool. And then we went back the following year and you did that car.
0: Yeah, painted the car that was through Venus also. It was a Jaguar, so I painted a Jaguar on a Jaguar. Good one. We're going to post pictures of that.
2: How often do do you work?
0: How often? Yeah. I mean, I try to go there, like, every day of the week. I usually don't go there on the weekend.
2: Do you set yourself, like, I've got to get there at a certain time, are you regimented with your studio time? or yeah. You are? Yeah. So it's like office for you, like office hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you were saying, we had coffee earlier, and you were saying that for you, you kind of have to create, and if you're not making, it would really frustrate you. So it's almost like part of the way you exist is by creating and making art. hmm So interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 what
2: are you working on at the moment?
0: Uh, I'm just like making paintings of like portraits of like the Pink Panther in ancient Egypt. In ancient Egypt? Inspired by ancient Egypt.
2: So like dressed up as Tutankhamun, pink pants. Yeah,
0: and just like the way they stand and like the stance, and then like alligators and that like... that
2: thing with a straight hand. And like... the
0: Nile, yeah, and stuff like that.
2: Wow. And is that can you, is that all going to be part of one series for a show upcoming, or is this just something you're exploring? It's just
0: and... Something I'm exploring right now because I just saw that Basquiat Xerox show the other day uptown. Oh no, where's that? Namad. Okay. And it was called Xerox, and it was like. He had this painting of crocodiles. He Xeroxed like all these paintings he made of crocodiles, and there's like crocodiles all over the painting. It was kind of awesome. Wow! So I was like, I'm gonna steal that crocodile image.
2: And have you got crocodiles now? Then yeah. So this is the new motif. It's the crocodile. Yeah.
1: Nice one. I didn't even <laughs> know that. I love that. <laughs> Wicked. Um, so I remember one of your first big collectors in London was Kenny Schachter. and I remember he bought a painting by you of like a McDonald's logo. And what year was that made? That
0: was probably like 2001. Exactly, it was like
1: really early on, wasn't it? Yeah. And and what 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 kind of work were you making back then? Like why why did you choose the McDonald Golden Arches?
0: Um, yeah, because I was always doing like logos, so I was using like Adidas and Fila and Nike and all those shapes and stuff. So then McDonald's kind of fit into it too, like the Golden Arches. I was like, that's a good image to you.
1: And then that got the attention of Karl Lagerfeld, eventually, when you were doing your supermodel paintings. And he loved the idea that you were using logos in your work as well. And then he asked you to do a show for Chanel, didn't he? In central New York.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like a one-night affair. So I made this print of like a quote from Coco Chanel. So there was a print. And then we kind of did like an installation in in the shop.
1: And what were you painting? Didn't you paint, like, watches and Oh, cat? yeah, the
0: J12. Oh, swatches.
2: You had a whole swatch series, didn't you, as well?
0: Yeah. The Chanel thing was the J12 watch, though, so that was fun to make. And then, yes, I've also done, like, a whole swatch series. Did they, did they give you a series. watch? No.
2: no. No? No.
0: And didn't you paint wanted, his cat as well? So you
2: haven't got your dinnerware, you haven't got your, your watch from Chanel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I, mean, I wanted the white J12 watch.
2: Oh, my God. What perks have you had from art? Because you give a lot as well. I've got to say, you're so charitable there's lots of benefits, and they, you have work. You, you give a lot away to charities. So yeah. It's an amazing thing. Your work appears a lot, and it's so good to do that. Thanks.
0: There's one coming up at CAM in St. Louis. I just posted it on my, my Instagram. And we've been
1: working on a new lithograph uh, that's going to come out in September for Save the Children. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that? What, what's the image again?
0: Sure. Yeah, it's a pink panther head with Nike. That's
2: good. Do you title your works? Do what? Title your works.
0: Yeah, some of them.
2: What What would that one be called?
0: Nike on the brain. <laughs> oh no, but that's not that's,
1: that's not the one we've done though. That 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 was the art. Uh, that was the art uh, on me one. The Nike yeah. one. The one we did is watermelon, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. It's like a panther with like a watermelon. Yeah, exactly. That I do if that one has a title. I don't think we titled it yet. Yeah.
2: How do you feel about your works when you've made them, of like selling them and leaving the studio? Do you feel quite protective of them? Or are you quite happy to set them off into the world?
0: Well, I saved the best ones for myself. Do you? <laughs>
2: Just kidding. You do. <laughs> <love them. laughs> she says, just get a look at looking at your gallerist. No, like, but, no, I don't have any good ones. No,
1: she, I know about this, though, because when we first met, yeah. I said to you, don't sell everything and keep yeah. stuff and put it in your storage, because then one day you'll have more art.
0: Yeah, so I try to keep a lot of stuff, too.
2: That's important to you now. Yeah. How, how can you spot the good ones? For you, what is a successful painting? Well,
0: it's weird. Sometimes I'll undo the ones that I think suck.
2: Undoing them. And what then,
0: way? like, I'll take them off the stretcher bar and roll them up and, like, save them right or like put them away or whatever but then when i go back and like look at it those ones are the good ones so luckily i saved like all the grid paintings like a lot of them
2: because you didn't think they worked and so you've gone yeah. back and you've seen what you've got to and they did wow
1: <laughs> i also think sometimes when you're in the moment and you make something you can be like a really harsh critic not, yeah. not just you but i think anyone creatively and then when you have a few years to go back and look at it you can actually see what you made yeah. so that's really cool I remember saying to you as well that I thought it was going to be really nice for Khalifa when he grew up because he's so much part of the studio life in a way like often in your photographs of the studio you see him everywhere he even like walks over the paintings sometimes you know he's hilarious and I thought for him when he's an adult his memories of childhood are going to be so associated with your paintings in a way and he loves it and he's just I think for him then to have paintings that he can own himself would be such an amazing thing
0: yeah I just made one, a pink panther in ancient Egypt, and then I wrote his name and my name in hieroglyphics. Oh, wow. So we'll save that one. Yeah. (laughs) And is it big? (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge one.
2: Wow. Do you live with your own work?
0: Uh, Yeah, there's some paintings in there. But I also trade with lots of people, so I have lots of art. Who
2: have you you traded with? Because you're a collector as well, right?
0: Yeah. I got like Chris Martin, Jonas Wood, Shio Kusaka, Ponsili, uh, I don't know who that is. Ponce Lee
1: Cuyasian. They're an amazing performance duo. Oh right. And they're incredible. Where yeah. are they from? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. They're proper incredible. Wow. And they they build like these costumes and crazy outfits, and they make works that you can buy, like you know, sculptural yeah. kind of works. Amazing.
2: And you live with these works that you traded. Yeah. What I got you...
0: Jose Luis Vargas. Yes.
2: Who else? What did you trade with Shio Kosaka? I'm a massive fan of her ceramics.
0: Oh, well I traded like one painting for a Jonas Wood and two Shio Kosaka vases.
2: Wow! What are the vases like? They're neat.
0: One's like blue and one's like white with blue designs.
2: Love. And what was the Jonas Wood one? Tennis. Um, Not a tennis court. Yeah. Oh, fab. The
1: thing I love most about your apartment is where you've actually made paintings on your walls or on like cupboard doors and stuff. Have you? I like, mean, yeah.
2: the murals in your own yeah, place. Yeah, so
0: there's murals all over the apartment and then there's art over the murals. And is, so
2: cool. is it a rental? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rent
2: stabilised. Oh, rent stabilised. You yeah. can do what you want. That's great.
0: And.
1: Actually, talking about that, a big part of your work has been relating to Morocco and Berber rugs. And in your apartment, you actually have a blue and brown kind of painted wall. And uh, can you talk about the influence of Morocco and why that was so important to you? Oh, and you have rug
2: sales, don't you? Because you bring rugs back. Yeah, yeah. so
0: Morocco. So the rugs are kind of, I mean, the rugs are like amazing works of art. And they usually like have symbols in them. So they're like totally related to my paintings. Because my paintings are just kind of like objects or symbols in the rectangle also, and the paintings are, I mean, the rugs are just kind of like symbols within a rectangle also. Mm. So it's like a huge influence.
2: Mm-hmm. And you, do you have rugs in your place that you live with? Yeah. And what? So you have a sale every year of rugs?
0: Yeah, so I import rugs from Morocco and then we do like pop-up sales and stuff. And it's called The Magic... Magic Flying Carpets of the Berber Kingdom of Morocco.
1: So genius. it got but, a simple title. <laughs> but there's so much more to talk about though because there was a film that you watched when you were growing up about Morocco, no? Yeah, The Sheltering Sky. It's exactly. also a book, like Paul Bowles. So The Sheltering Sky was like a really big influence huge, on you. Yeah, huge and that, influence. And then watching that made you want to go to Morocco? Yeah. And then when you eventually got there, what was it like?
0: Well, I went first when I was 15. Well, when I was exchanged exchange student in Portugal, my host sister, we took a trip to Morocco. So we crossed like the Strait of Gibraltar and stuff and went to Morocco and camped. What? Yeah, so I went there when I was like 15, and it was oh like, my god, oh my just god, just you two? Yeah, so I was like, oh my god, this place is like amazing. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like what is this? It was like awesome. So I didn't go back for like 30 years. So I went back because my friend was in the Peace Corps there working with weavers in Hadida in like Valley of the Roses. So I went to go visit her, and then like that's where I uh, met like all the weavers there and like saw how they weave and just like saw the rugs and because I never really knew about the rugs really and then like saw everything so that's when i started like collecting them and like hoarding them basically and i was like i got to get these to new york
2: wow that's amazing a 15 like, them in to new just york. take yourself off to morocco as two like young girls basically young women did you feel like worried at any point
0: not really well i was 15 she was 25 okay right right so it was okay You've also
1: just had a kind of very irrepressible kind of love of travel, don't you? You, you love seeing as much as you can and travelling, so I guess it makes yeah. sense. I think you've always been like that. Yeah. And then that led to you actually painting a whole series of paintings. Is it after the supermodel paintings where you started to paint Berber Rugs? Yeah. And you actually did that incredible exhibition at Canada Gallery, perhaps your first with them, where you covered the whole gallery in Berber Rugs and then had the paintings of Berber Rugs. Yeah. I love those works.
0: So I painted like all the walls kind of like adobe colour, like the like the houses in morocco just like mud color and then like how they throw white paint on the walls like that so like the whole gallery was painted like that and then the paintings of rugs were like hanging on the walls and then we actually brought the rugs in during the end of the show and had them all over the floor too so cool
2: did you sell them rugs as part of your art or part of like the rug flying cup rug collection of berber world morocco what's it called again
0: (laughs) (laughs) magic flying carpets oh that's it um yeah, I think we just sold them separately, like, as rugs.
2: When did you realize you were doing well, you were a success? What What did that feel like, and when was that? Uh,
0: that was, like, well, I had a show at The Hole, which was, like, these collage, like, cut-out um, paintings made with fabric that I was, like, doing designs with, also c- that kind of looked like the rugs. Mm-hmm. So I got a New York Times review from that, and then, like, two months later, I had a sh- my show at Canada of the pattern paintings. hmm and I got a New York Times review of that.
2: Was it Roberta or Jerry? Yeah,
0: Roberta wrote both of them. Did so she? I got two reviews within like two months. So that. But did you feel like, like that? Did you feel the buzz from the off. review? Wow. Yeah.
2: You can. And do you think you can? Is that still the case now? Do you think again that a review of a, uh, Roberta's review or Jerry's review they are as influential now to catapult an artist's career? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but and you literally felt that from them reviews yeah. a change. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
0: And That's That amazing. was like
1: lucky. Did you ever feel like you really sort of were fighting to get noticed? Or do you think you just, because for me, I've never thought you were that, I don't really think you care that much what people think in a way. I feel like you just do what you do because you have to and you have no choice, but you have to just do it. Whereas some people you feel like they're more ambitious tactical and they're kind of, or, yeah. yeah, tactical or whatever. And I never felt that with you. I always just feel like you're this pure kind of energy and mm, it's just, it is energy, it's yeah. just there, but I guess it is important still to have the validation and the acceptance, isn't it? From the world that you love so much.
0: Yeah. Well, if you also want to survive and like pay rent, like you have, like the collectors need to be told. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you like collectors?
0: i mean yes i love them
2: (laughs) wow so then so that and that did you feel like pat on the back thank fuck it's all happening now
0: yeah more just like thank god like i can't even like pay my rent like what am i gonna do like thank god now the paintings are gonna sell
2: because it's your work is being seen as like further corners of the world more and more people are seeing it more and more people are falling in love with your images and
0: how was it
1: with your new show in Japan
0: oh yeah that went really well that was a hit and everything so that was good
1: and did you enjoy going there for the first yeah, time it was amazing yeah
2: yeah what, I guess what Japanese you, culture would come into your work a lot what did
0: you love most about it um just like the minimalism of everything or like I mean just how people bow to everyone like take your shoes off everywhere just how, how different everything was
2: did you have a tea ceremony or anything?
0: Um, no, but, I mean, dinner at the at the Rokans were, like, amazing. Like, these 10 courses of, like, the weirdest food you've ever seen, like, brought to you. It's, like, amazing. Right. Did, and, and then just, like, sleeping on the floor on tatami mats and stuff. It's, like, really fun.
2: Did you, has any of the Japanese elements come into your art from that trip?
0: Um, hmm, maybe not yet. But the fact that they're kind of like it's already kind of japanese and i kind of made that show thinking about japan because mm-hmm. they're so into like characters and cartoons so mm-hmm. that whole show was like mickey mouse minnie mouse darth vader like heavy on like those figures because mm-hmm. i thought the japanese culture would like like that
2: it would laugh it out. what what was the one that they were most drawn to what was a the popular most they popular love the character? darth vader ones. do they yeah
0: but they like the Mickey Mouse ones.
2: Do you feel pressured into making when something like that happens? Do you feel pressured into further exploring them characters because that's what people were into, or do you like to just stick to your own?
0: Mm, I mean, both. Yeah, sure. Sure, okay. sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And can you talk a bit about um, your relationships with other artists because I know you're really close with people like Brian Mm Ballot. and I think your friendship's been quite important because when I first met you I remember you two were like super close and hanging out a lot and um, we just saw him in the Whitney Biennial, and I was yeah. so proud of him to see that fridge work. I loved it. Yeah, oh, freezer, yeah, that's freezer right. work. work. Yeah, yeah the freezer yeah, work. I remember amazing. going to his studio when I first met you, and he had that idea, and he was like, "I don't know how I'm going to make this happen because I'm going to have to have it turned on all the time, otherwise yeah. the paintings will melt." So he's,
2: yeah. he's Brian Balot's currently in the Whitney Biennial, and in there also he's got a, a puff. He has a series called Puff Paintings, and there's a, a working fan yeah. in one of them. So it's, it has the element of you're seeing something visually, but you're feeling something as well. You're having an experience that, what, looking at the paintings. Yeah,
0: those are amazing things.
2: Amazing. But he's been a friend oh, of yeah, yours. Oh, yeah, so he's right?
0: like my neighbor. Like, I've known him forever. He was, like, with Canada before. And he's in my old studio right now. Like, we're in the neighborhood together, so we're always around. We try to, like, visit each other a lot. Of
2: stuff. Are you a good critique of each other?
0: Well, he is awesome, so there's nothing to critique, really. <laughs> I mean, his work rules.
2: It does. It really yeah. does. Did you go to the Whitney Barniel? Yeah. What, did, what stood out for you, apart from Brian's?
0: Nicole Eisenman.
2: Oh, yeah, the outside one. Yeah. So she's got on, yeah, that was on, really good. on one the roofs, they've got on one the floors, she's got yeah. these sculptures set up, and one of them, like, farts smoke. So there's big smoke really comes out, and it's moving, yeah. and they're all, like, moving in one direction. Very. I
0: liked how they're wearing socks, too. I know, yeah. which again is linked to you and
1: Brian because both of you have, have Tube socks. Socks. imagery of <laughs> yeah. socks in your work. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. And also you and Brian often, Brian makes a lot of artist books mm-hmm. and you yourself love making artist books. Mm-hmm. Can you explain why you love making books so much?
0: Mm, I guess it's like a good, like, like, I mean, something to look back on to remember what you've done or something.
1: Cause when you did your model series you made that incredible book that on the front cover has you with one of the models or something. Yeah. Do you know that kind yeah. of photo? So they're kinda of
0: like collage, like my pictures in there too. Yeah, like my art and then like pictures from like what's going on at that time also. So they're fun to make.
1: And your Instagram's become a really big what's part your of your Instagram work name? as well. K Bernhardt twenty
0: fourteen.
1: Yeah, it's K Bernhardt twenty fourteen. And you even published some of your Instagram pictures in your last book.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, like, fans or, like, people posing in front of my paintings or, like, stuff like that. There was, like, a several pages of, like, people in front of my work and stuff.
2: Oh, wow. I, I love – see, you talking about a diary. I always find my Instagram now, I love scrolling back through because it feels like – like the 21st Century Diary because yeah. you can look back and go, oh, I was there. Oh, I was with that person. Oh, I saw that. That's what I did. It's, instead of having a journal, it's like Instagram is absolutely resource because now, like 2014, you started that, obviously, hence yeah. the title, the name, yeah. the handle. <laughs> and you can go back to 2014 and you're like very proactive on it. So you can see yeah. so much of your and life actually, on
0: Brian Ballot recommend that I join Instagram. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was walking by my house one day. I always see him out my window. So I'm like, hey, Brian. He was like, you need to join Instagram, Catherine. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I think you'll like it."
2: Was you reluctant at first? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, was I reluctant. didn't know
0: what it was really.
2: Yeah. I remember when Instagram started, and I was like, well, you just post a picture. I don't really get it. What's the point? <laughs> I'm, I, I, like, I like having 180 characters on Twitter. That serves me. And now it's like, Twitter's like, ah. Uh... I can't be bothered to write anything I just want to put like an emoji in a photo and it's... the only
1: social media I've actually really loved is Instagram. in the whole time I used to do Facebook years ago and then I closed it because I, I felt people were so judgy on Facebook and I used to get I'd post something and everyone would start writing horrible comments and it was just a bit weird mm. it was when I was in my band sorry about that yeah. thanks Ross it was Ross every morning I woke up and Ross would be like what are you doing you should be you doing slag. this yeah, yeah. Um, yes. no but then when I did Instagram I feel I just feel like it's really fun and it's really celebratory and you've even just made Made a print with us of Instagram. Yeah, the so logo. it's a
0: huge print. It's not out yet, but it's called How's Your Instagram? And it's a picture of the logo, and it says How's Your Instagram? And it's a quote from Phil from Canada Gallery. He was at my <laughs> show in Brussels, and he went up to some collector, and he was like, hey, how's your Instagram? <laughs> and I was like, that is a good one.
1: <laughs> and we've got this amazing, it's giant print of the logo of Instagram. It's oh, fantastic. <laughs> very, very cool. And I thought it was such a good one to do, because KB's Instagram really is like part of the work somehow I think it's become you know documenting and photography is actually a really big part of your work and like you said those collage works you made at the whole gallery you know where you had imagery in them I think it's really important Mm -hmm. can I also ask you one thing I loved this story I think when I first ever met you years ago when we did the armory trip you'd just been to Louise Bourgeois studio and you told me this hilarious story about meeting (laughs) Louise can you tell us about that
0: oh yeah so um, you have to make an appointment and stuff to go over there so I went over there and you're supposed to bring a work of art so that she can critique it for you so I brought a portrait of my mother uh that had like stenciled like penises in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one I brought. Is that the one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I brought it over there and she was like, You hate your mother. I was she was like, I know you hate your mother. And I'm like, No, actually I don't hate my mother, but she was like insistent that I hated my mother. And she like really liked the painting and it was like really funny. And, and it was, was like, when you were making
1: visit. those really like drippy, you know, paintings of these, these portraits, but they were really drippy and she was almost melting in the picture. Yeah. Surrounded
2: by penises. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mother see this painting?
1: I don't think she's She's not put it. it up in the house no. anywhere,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh so. my
0: God. What That's was Louise good. Bourgeois like?
1: She, was she quite ugly She was just kind,
0: kind of quiet and like sitting there. And she had Madeleine's for us to eat. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Mm. That house is um, a house that's in Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, i, I, I walked past. On
0: you... 17th Street, maybe. Yeah, or but you can. Or...
2: You used to be able to make appointments, but I don't think you can even get in with an appointment now. I think it's being done up, isn't it? But yeah, She's got a spider they... Yeah, they in, a... in the anymore. backyard. She's got one of her big spider sculptures in the backyard. I've she? never been there. Yeah, no, I've not I'd been there. I'd love to go
1: either. I know
0: Tracy used to go a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we ask everyone who comes on to talk up couple of really hard questions have you listened to talk Art?
0: no because yes? i don't know how to download it what well, i we could just do it ne- <laughs> <laughs> someone who's on their phone the whole time you don't know how to
2: download a podcast well, we're going to do that right now and we're going to edit in i'm going to ask you again now have you listened to talk Art? oh
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway we asked two we asked two really serious questions the first one is
1: what is if you could do an art heist, what is the artwork you would take home from a museum or somewhere? If we could help you steal an artwork,
2: a touchstone artwork for you. It's really important Just that you take can have any artwork in home? the world.
0: It doesn't.
1: It can be any size. We could bring you lorries for trouble. you, cranes, anything you want. Oh my God, you don't have to like hand put it in your pocket.
0: Hmm. How about King Tut?
2: What from Egypt? Yeah. Wow! So, did you see one in Egypt when you like were there? Like
0: him in his coffins,
2: the sarcophagus, thing <laughs> is, and you actually want him in it as well? do yeah.
0: you?
2: Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we could do that for you. <laughs> that is the best
1: answer we've ever had.
0: <gasps> I think oh. he was in. He was within probably like twenty-four coffins, so maybe like all of them.
2: Wow! 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 Have, Have you actually, that you actually cool. seen that? Have
0: you been there? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. The museum in Cairo is like all the contents from his grave. It's like amazing. Wow.
2: Why was he the most famous out of all the pharaohs? Do you think? Is it because he was one of the first to be discovered? He was or? the
0: fairest of all the pharaohs.
2: <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think? I don't
0: know exactly. But Khalifa just bought the book, Who is King Tut? So I'll know the answer. Oh, well, yeah, let
2: us know, yeah. But because of that, the bust, the gold bust, was like the most iconic image right. of. Egypt, isn't it really mm. historical? Egypt, and wasn't that the British Museum at one point? Wasn't that a touring show that that
1: I think so. Yeah. Where is that?
2: Is that in the museum now? Back in Egypt, maybe I don't know. Wow, really good answer. But the second question we ask everyone yeah. is: It was really good. Um, what is your favorite
0: color? Favorite color? Turquoise. Well, wow, so that was quick. Turquoise.
1: Yeah. He knew immediately.
0: Turquoise because it's also my mother's favorite color, and her kitchen is turquoise, and it's also like the color of like the ocean in Puerto Rico.
1: Aww. And
2: does it appear in your work a lot?
0: Sometimes, yeah.
2: And have you ever painted a turquoise penis? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you should do that for your mother in her kitchen.
0: <laughs> and talking about Puerto Rico,
1: so you've recently bought a studio in Puerto Rico and you're going to be renovating that.
0: Yeah. And
1: why is Puerto Rico so important to you?
0: Mm, I've been going there like 20 years. I used to show down there. Like, I love it. It's like so beautiful. I love the music. Like, I love the food. I love the people there. I just like going swimming there, like being in the ocean and stuff like that.
1: And you showed us some videos earlier of you with the waves crashing against you. So nature is like so important to you, isn't it? I think you yeah. like dramatic nature somehow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you like you paint the sea a lot with the sea turtles and the sharks.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, get political. Um, <clears throat> climate change and everything. What is? Right. What, how do you feel about all this that's happening? That we're kind of ignoring it, or people aren't uh, uh, like denying that it's actually happening and
0: I mean, people also think the world's flat.
2: This is a modern <laughs> phenomenon. Yes, it's it's dates back hundreds of years, and now suddenly it's come back. Yeah, really. What well,
1: people think the world is flat. Yeah. Flat earthers. Yeah. It's,
2: it's a real deal. It's a real thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a consideration. We should consider that maybe everyone is wrong, and it isn't global, and the world I, is I actually I think black. your TV
1: show years and years mentioned it. It did, yeah. And I, I thought, yeah, because my just... partner
2: in it is is speculating that maybe the world is flat, and it's like, what are you doing? Why <laughs> why are we? What are we so like devoid of any new information that we have to just go it's back? It's like, to,
0: why would Earth be? flat but all the other planets and the sun and everything else is round but also we've got pictures of the earth yeah yeah but they're like how would the water stay on a ball oh my god they want to know why the water doesn't fall off
2: (laughs) Mm. yeah totally that's mad yeah
1: (laughs) i didn't know that so another really big influence in your life which i don't know if everyone's actually aware of because i think unless you hang out with you you wouldn't know is um music Yeah. And you listen to music when you make your work. Yeah. And can you talk about some of the bands and artists that you love?
0: Sure. Right now, like, I listen to, like, Juice World, or I listen to, like, music from Puerto Rico. So I listen to, like, Nicky Jams and, like, Enrique Iglesias. And then, I mean, I don't know other names, but, like, the mixes of that. But, like, I'm, like, obsessed with Juice World right now. And and you, you, I just went to the concert. I was going to say you went to the concert. You
2: just asked us to do a Juice World karaoke with you, haven't yeah. you? You're trying we, to set this up. Should yeah. we do it now? Yeah.
0: Where is it? Can you okay, play what it? song should we sing? Um... What, do you,
2: what do you mean shall we sing it? Like we're going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never heard of
2: them before. You can sing it and we'll just dance, but no one's going to see us dance.
0: Juice WRLD. Wait,
1: who was the, the other artist? That when we were in Miami a few years ago, we were listening to in the car all the time. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. What's his numbers that he loves?
0: 1738.
1: 1738. <laughs> we, we we kept doing Instagram videos of us driving in the car with Fetty Watt playing, in the hope that he would notice us and say did hi because we loved him. Did I don't he? think he, did he ever get in touch. No.
2: Do you always paint to music? Yeah. You've always got music on whenever you're working. Yeah.
1: And also, you've actually even painted some um, mu- music music stars. So who have you done? You've oh, done.
0: I painted Little Skies.
1: You love Little Skies, don't you?
0: Yeah. I haven't really painted that many. Uh, Drake, he asked you. Oh yeah, I did something with Drake. What was that for? Did Blake? he ask you? He
2: commissioned you to. D- it was
0: W Magazine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for W Magazine. Oh yeah, I
2: remember yeah, that. Yeah,
1: and you did a portrait of did him. Did he take then... that
2: work? Did he buy that work or? No, he did not.
1: But he did send you a photograph of him in Toronto that he asked you to then paint onto, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Well, I requested that he go stand outside of a bodega oh and I then, see so
1: you, you actually directed that photograph I didn't know yeah, that yeah so
0: he did that and sent it to me and then I kind of like superimposed like my elements from my paintings on that photograph
1: it's so good so it ma- makes it look like it's a mural on the shop oh, wow. and he's standing outside it's a really great portrait actually
2: come on let's play this music okay let's play, let's this. play
0: who shot Cupid who shot okay. Juice let's do it the thing is Russell's got a really good
1: voice thank you <laughs> okay hold on Oh no! This is like an advert. Oh look. no! This is
2: a commercial. This, this is, is a commercial break. Nice. This is just like one you can skip in five seconds. Um, this is for Citibank, who we're currently sponsored by.
0: We're not. We're, <laughs> we're not. Cut that out. <laughs> we want them. Okay. Here we go. Oh Wow!
1: Wow! Oh, this is actually karaoke. Oh, I see. We can actually see the words.
0: Yeah. yeah. She know me well, well, well. She know me well. Well, well. told me she loved me still. <laughs> Bitch, go to hell. hell. All the drugs I, I did, did, it, it was, was worth it. It's super, super worth, worth it. it. <laughs> now <I'm> <laughs> worthless. <laughs> now your heart's broken. You need a surgeon. One like. thing's for sure, and things for certain. Yeah. <laughs>
2: if there's a rap yeah. section I'll just come in on that, <laughs>
0: Who's that again Gucci cardigan I'm the flyest jam found out what the problem is breaking promises it
1: was the both of us oh yeah Gucci cardigan
2: okay that's enough of that <laughs> 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 that was hellish. So um but everybody definitely don't listen to that and download the music. <laughs> oh <my God>.
1: <laughs> anyone tried. <laughs> anyone anyone listening, um record <laughs> record deal requests
0: can be yeah. Yeah. sent to Carl
1: Freeman yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: I, I, I won't do the negotiations with the 90 oh, million yeah, dollar yeah. deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. I love the Gucci cardigan lyric. <laughs>
2: Um. anyway that was what a phenomenal interview thank <laughs> Actually, you so much for joining one second. us talking Go.
1: about Gucci cardigans you also love fashion
0: yeah
1: um, Which what, what kind of fashion labels do you like and why do you love them
0: uh, I mean I just love them because they're in all the rap music songs so and they're amazing I mean Gucci like come on it's like amazing like I'm really into Balenciaga right now
2: Balenciaga's in all the rap songs they always yeah, think about Balenciaga yeah Balenci-
0: Little Skies was always talking about Balenciaga that's kind of how I got into Balenciaga <laughs>
2: Do you buy it and you buy it as well. You spe- yeah. yeah.
1: You, you know, she occasionally buys it, but the thing I love most is that you actually make your own t-shirts, and you started to make oh, your, yeah. your own like clothes. Like bootleg, bootleg I make
0: fake bootleg yeah, ones exactly.
1: too? <laughs> They're so yeah. genius. So they have like tie-dye t-shirts with Balenciaga written on them. It's totally legendary. I hope
2: Balenciaga's given you some clothes at some point. You have had some perks from all these no. collaborations. No. No. You know, so you what? haven't had your dinner. Where I you've feel blocked.
1: like artists just get like the worst kind of. Um, you know, deal basically. They, they get asked to, can you collaborate with this fashion brand? And they give them nothing. It's just like really bad. They're all take, take, take. So if you're in the fashion industry and you're listening,
2: give, give, give. E- email, email, <laughs> to Katrin Bernhard, Katrin email, Katrin Bernhard, talk at podcast at mm.
1: gmail, and we will forward all the stuff to KB. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <totally>. thank you.
2: <laughs> totally. Anyway, thank you. Well, actually, you so we, much. Got, oh. we
1: got you a necklace. We bought you a Prada necklace. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, which you wore recently in a fashion mag. Yeah, I wear it. Oh, it's like all the amazing. Time. It's kind of like the 60s style. It's made out of resin. It says Prada,
1: and it's some um, groovers in the heart. Yeah, it made us think of delight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you did an interview recently in some magazine, and I saw you. Um, you got photographed in it. Yeah, loving that. And the hat, that crazy Prada hat. Oh yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. Yeah. Well, Catherine Bernard, it has been such a joy and to hang dream. out with you. And um, for everybody who doesn't know Catherine's work yet, visit our Instagram because we're going to post lots of different projects yep. and paintings that she's made since the beginning. We'll hopefully find her E.T. that she painted. Oh, right yeah, the yeah, beginning. yeah. And I'll ask um, Kenny Schachter to give us that, a picture of that McDonald's one.
2: Amazing. And your K-, yeah. K Bernhardt at, uh, K Bernhardt 2014 is your Instagram handle? Yes. Yes, great.
1: Good one. All right. Well, thank you so thank much, Thank you so, so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Big we'll love. be back very soon. Love you. Lots of love. Ciao. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening.